Welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is a podcast about addictions, mental health, and unresolved trauma. Do you want to feel less alone and more supported on the addiction journey you never thought you would be on? Do you find yourself asking questions such as, how can I help my loved one overcome their addiction? And am I doing enough? Do you wake up afraid that today will be the day your loved one overdoses and passes away? Hey, I'm Tiffany. I too felt helpless and wished that I could do more to help my brother who was struggling with addiction and mental health. I wanted him to find the help he needed and turn his life around, but I kept telling myself, it's too hard to beat this, there are not enough resources, and I'm not a professional, so what else can I do? I felt alone until I found hope through community, and I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you will find community, hope, and resources to support your loved one through their addiction, and most importantly, support you. So grab a seat, get your earbuds in, and let's take this hard, beautiful journey together. Hey there, thanks so much for being here for this episode of Hard Beautiful Journey. I'm super grateful that you are here today so I can introduce you to my next guest. Today on the show, I am talking with Corey Gauthier. Corey is someone I graduated with from McCoy High School in Medicine Hat, Alberta, many, many years ago. After realizing the live fast, die young lifestyle had some deep-rooted trauma attached to it, Corey began his journey into plant medicine and psychedelic therapies. This journey led him down a path that opened up his world in ways he never knew existed and eventually opened the doors to a new career as a plant medicine entrepreneur. The powerful healing from plant medicines is one he now wants to dedicate his life to. Here is my interview with Corey. Hey, Corey, how are you? Doing great, Tiff. How are you today? I am so good. I'm so good. It is so fantastic to have you on my podcast. Do you have any idea how excited I am for you to be on the podcast? (laughs) That makes two of us. I'm really excited as well. Crazy, crazy world because we follow each other on social media. We see each other and what we're up to, but we actually haven't talked or seen each other's faces for how many years? 30 years it's been. Yeah, I think, I mean, we graduated high school together. (laughs) 30 years this month, actually. Crazy. I know. It's nuts. And after we got off our call last night, because we had a good chat last night, I might have been in the fetal position. Just like <laughs> rocking back and forth. 30 <laughs> years. What the oh, heck is happening? It's crazy. I know. What have you been up to for 30 years? Like oh, 30 years, you've had so much life. I've had so, so much life, so much experience. And that is what we're going to talk about today. Lots of chapters in the book of Corey, that's for sure. <laughs> there are so many chapters in the book of Tiffany, too. Yeah. And we just scratched the surface last night, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. we did. So, but there is so much good stuff that we talked about. And basically the thing that we're going to talk about the most today is your experience with plant medicines and psychedelic therapies and, and basically what led you to try that and, and now what you're doing with it after and, I can't wait to hear this experience. I'm going to give my listeners a little backstory um, that I gave you yesterday. 
for those just tuning in for the first time, my brother passed away from a fentanyl drug overdose uh, last October, October, 2021. And I had an appointment um, with one of my friends and I went in and she didn't know about it. And so I was telling her about it. And then she brought up psychedelic therapies and that appointment was supposed to be 15 minutes and it turned into an hour because it was so intriguing. The stuff that she was telling me about plant medicine and, and everything involved in it. Right. And then I saw you post something on Instagram and I was like, I need to talk to you like right now, (laughs) because this is so there's, there's a lot more being talked about now with it, uh, which is fantastic, but I really want to hear your story and how you got to using it. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start from like June, 1992? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I guess the, my true path um, that started down this amazing journey with, you know, with uh, plant medicines and psychedelic therapies was about, um, you know, it was about eight years ago. Um, but, you know, that beginning to that sort of journey of mine wasn't because of anything more than the previous years of my life and you know some of the traumas that I went through some of the addictions that I was facing um, you know there was just sort of life was happening right all around us and and some of the choices I was making weren't the best choices in life and some of the things that were happening to me and have happened to me in my life weren't the best things and I think you know when that sort of starts weighing down on you year after year, you know, you start taking some really negative paths and uh, making some really negative choices in your life. And, you know, at that time, eight years ago, I had a pretty, pretty serious cocaine addiction um, that I was battling with, you know, from probably the time I was 25 years old, you know, it started out as just a recreational drug thing that, you know, I did when I partied. Then it got into a, a point in my life where, you know, there wasn't really a party anymore. I couldn't go out and have any social drinks without having to do cocaine. Uh, you know, there was this kind of ongoing joke that said, I, I think I'm allergic to alcohol because every time I drink, my face breaks out in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so that was sort of like the life I was living. And, and, you know, it just, that drug, I mean, it's just, it's such a nasty drug and, and it just alters everything about you. And, and but, you know, I, at the time I just, was telling myself I was having fun and, and thinking it was fun, even though I knew it was becoming a problem. And, uh, and you know, I just, I, I, I guess it was just the, the crowd I was hanging out with, the people I was hanging out with, it just, it was just sort of the norm. That's just what we, what we were all doing. And um, even though I could feel myself sort of spiraling downwards, you know, it was kind of like, there was points in my life for about three or four years straight that I would stay awake from probably Thursday night till Sunday night. without any without any sleep oh my goodness uh, you know and so just yeah you're 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 so mentally and physically and spiritually beaten up by that lifestyle and you know I, I was I was doing well financially at the time and so it wasn't like it was it wasn't like I was an addict because you don't look at yourself like that you just look at like hey well I can afford this it's not impeding in my life or my work or my you know it's just that's what I do and but Mm -hmm. it really was it was really hitting me on all levels and um, you know and then in 2004 uh, I 
hit rock bottom pretty hard and I was in a, a really serious car accident uh, again partying out one night um, that put me in a hospital for two months and uh, I actually broke my pelvis right off my backbone and it was like oh my quarter, quarter inch around both of my around my sacrum that actually dislocated right off my pelvis or off my backbone uh, to never walking ever again in my life and so I did not know this happened holy <laughs> and so you know again it was it was just a lot of things that happened before that that were just leading up to this that I never ever recognized because I didn't have the tools to recognize it I just you know and that's a, a big conversation that we'll have when we get into the plant medicines but you don't recognize or you don't believe that you're going to be able to help yourself when you when you're there you mm-hmm. really feel that like that when you're so out of control that you know, I'll be perfectly honest. I was very set in my mind that I was living a very live fast, die young lifestyle. And, you know, and, and I, it just didn't work. I, I kind of came out of it. But so after the accident, again, I just, I continued down these really dark paths. And, and um, but I did finally clean myself up for, on my own for, you know, I, I, I stopped everything for about four years um, on my own. And when life was kind of getting good again and everything was good and I was in a, a you know, I was married, I had a child thought everything was normal and I could do it. And, you know, I started, I started, um, you know, just dabbling again and thinking I could handle it. And, uh, it just within, you know, I don't know, not very long, it spiraled out of control again in my life. And, uh, so, you know, it, it, it created a lot of, a lot of tension in the marriage I was in, um, like a lot of tension just within my mental state. Again, just, you know, you're, you're when you're not partying, you're just in such a depressed state and, you know, really battling with yourself in your own mind and really hating on yourself. And so, so anyways, my marriage kind of came to an end. And um, at that time, very close to, to that period, um, I met my now new partner mm-hmm. through a friend and she uh you know started talking to me about this plant medicine that she was down in costa rica that she was down there for like three years training with a shaman to be a a, a provider with a plant medicine called iboga and never heard of it in my life I had no idea couldn't even really pronounce it at the time it was, you know it sounded like a pretty funny word but <laughs> i was definitely interested in it because of just you know, the conversations I was having with her about it and just the, the, the powerful healing benefits that came along with this. And I'll be honest, at this point in my life, you know, after high school and just, you know, um, you know, just some of the traumas that I went through, I, I, I really lost all of my sort of spiritual belief systems. I wasn't spiritual or I didn't believe in God anymore. I didn't believe in religion. I didn't, I was a complete atheist, mm-hmm. you know. So um, a lot of her, her, you know, teachings and, and, and conversations with me were, were God-based and, you know, and, and talking about how, you know, creator, so the source, however, whatever you wanted to call it, um, was involved in this. And so I was really standoffish at the beginning because I just kind of thought, okay, I mean, I've done a lot of mushrooms back in the day. I, you know, smoked lots of weed. I've done pretty much all these drugs before. Like, it just sounds like another drug, like how, mm-hmm. how, how powerful can this really be this plant medicine mm-hmm. and, and will so, it be addicting too yeah, exactly you know right. and, and, and exactly like what, what is what, what's the catch here you know because mm-hmm. the, one thing i think we've all kind of realized in life that if it's too good to be true it's because it is too good to be true mm-hmm. 
she believed in it so much that she dedicated her life to it, moved to Costa Rica and, and, and trained with this. And she was, you know, I mean, her story is a whole other story, but similar patterns in her life, just like my own, you know, and a lot of childhood trauma, such stuff, things like that. And, and sort of, you know, the reason she believed in it is because she's, she went to Costa Rica and did this medicine and it was instantly life-changing for her. So anyways, I was wide open to it. I said, you know, if, if you can do a ceremony with me, you know, I, I would love that. And so she, I went out to Tofino to go surf for the week and um, she came out at the end of my trip and, and we did a, a, a one night ceremony uh, in Tofino and the way the medicine works is um, you have your ceremonial night um, which it's it's all based on an African tradition as well, and when you take the medicine, you um, you you know the medicine it's an entheogen, so it's a plant based sort of hallucinogen um, that is probably one of the most powerful detoxes that you can probably put in your body in a short period of time, and you, and you really really go through it. There's a lot of purging that happens, and at the time again, like purging to me was always directly related to partying and, and that kind of stuff. Never, I never really seen the spiritual side of it that, at that time. And um, I, I went through it and for, you know, 24 hours of, you know, visionary experiences, you know, a lot of purging, a lot of like other detoxing that I was going through in my body um, was happening. And, and when the morning came and I was still awake laying on my mattress, like most incidences you're kind of like okay now the morning's here just like other drugs and now i'm going to start once the drugs start fading off i'm going to start feeling really horrible you know i'm going to start like oh god and and it was the complete opposite it was like nothing i've ever experienced in my life because as the day sort of moved on i just started feeling better and cleaner and more clarity than i've ever felt in my life and just i honestly felt so connected to something that i've never been connected to in my life like there was like this powerful refresh button that just got clicked on in my head that was like scrubbed everything, all of the negativity, all the bad thoughts, all the everything away. Mm-hmm. And within mid-afternoon, it was like, you know, I was still awake at this point. I, I, I can honestly say I've never in my life, even before the partying and everything, and never in my life did I ever feel this good. Mm-hmm. It was, there was something there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So, you know, around, 10 30 that night uh, I finally fell asleep and I just I woke up in the morning and her and I went for breakfast and I literally felt like I could read minds like I it, it was such a a feeling that again I've never ever experienced or could feel like it was just the clarity that I had in my mind of everything like the things I needed to remove out of my my life the things that I knew that didn't serve me anymore why were they there and and they were problems before they weren't problems anymore I knew I at that point I could just get rid of them and I did mm-hmm. that was one night of doing iboga eight years ago I've never touched cocaine ever since <laughs> and you know it, it's been uh I've been around it I didn't have to change my lifestyle I didn't have to change my friends I didn't have to change anything it was just that it gave me the power within myself to say it doesn't serve me anymore. Get rid of it. You don't need it. And I moved on, you know, and there was a lot of other things that, that, that came along with that as well. You know, I mean, a lot of anger issues that I was, I was dealing with. Um, it just, I just had a whole new outlook on life. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, the next day uh, when we were having breakfast, I just said to her, I said, I don't know why the rest of the world does not know this exists. Like mm-hmm. this could save our planet if everybody mm-hmm. existed. And like for how I feel and like, and just, 
the, you know, the, the clarity, the positivity, the everything that came along with that. Why is, why, how come I've never heard of this? And mm-hmm. I said to her right there, I said, we need to open a center. We need to, you know, we need to move forward with this and do this. I said, I will invest whatever you need, find mm-hmm. a center. Yeah. And uh, six months later, we, we opened a center out in Squamish Valley. And, and that is amazing. Yeah. And it was called Sacred Soul Therapy House. Mm-hmm. And uh, it operated for three years. And, you know, in that three years, we helped and healed hundreds and hundreds of people from severe 20 year, 20 year opiate addictions to, you know, some of the most horrific child sexual trauma cases you could imagine to sometimes just some spiritual awakening and sometimes just some PTSD or a variety of everything. It wasn't like it just focused on one ailment. It focused on all of them. And it was always, always depended on how, how deep you really wanted to go. And, you know, and there was, there was a lot of work that you had to do prior and after. It's not like you take this medicine and you're good. There's a lot of post-integration that is really, really important, but mm-hmm. we can get into that a bit later. But anyways, that was sort of the beginning of, of where my introduction was, you know, a, beautiful one because it was Iboga and, mm-hmm. and my relationship with that medicine now has become so great. It's, it's become a part of my life. It's, you know, it, and um, it, it opened up all the other doors to a lot of the other psychedelic therapies and the, a lot of the other um, plant medicine therapies that are, exist on this planet that now I've, well, I have experienced and, and, you know, ayahuasca, psilocybin, um, you know, for both of those being entheogens, but then with hallucinogens like LSD, MDMA, ketamine, you know, all of these, what we used to call recreational drugs have such a powerful place in our modern day. And when we break that stigma away from them and let people really understand the value of them on a, on a microdosing or a therapeutic um, um, purpose, it's like, it really is in my eyes and what I've experienced and learned, it is, it can, it could save this planet on so many different levels. It could change people that don't feel hope, that don't have hope anymore on a level that gives them hope and gives them a, a pathway to say, Hey, like, I got this, I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I actually finally found a tool that works with me, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so, and it's, yeah. and it's a couple of things. It's um, not just for uh, addictions necessarily. It, it helps with addictions, but it also helps with just deep rooted trauma in general that has caused depression, anxiety, all of those things. Right. 100%. Yeah. You know, the beauty of it is that because of how powerful it is on, on, on your, you know, on your soul. Um, and that's what you do when you're on Ibo, when you, you know, you do your Iboga ceremony, um, you know, the, we, you kind of do two back-to-back ceremonies. And the first one's always called the detox. And the, the Bwiti, the African tradition says that you cannot enter the spirit realm in our dirty sort of human states, you know, mm-hmm. with all the traumas, with all the things that we hold within our soul. You have to clean that out for you to be able to enter into the, the spiritual realm. And so you do your detox first, and then your second ceremony is called your psycho-spiritual. And once you do your detox and you clean yourself out and get rid of all, all the stuff that just doesn't serve you and, and, you know, and then you enter into that psycho spiritual, whatever door you want to open is there for you. You know, I, again, I've seen it from some of the worst sexual child trauma cases that have, you know, were followed by multiple suicide attempts throughout their lives to living a fulfilled, and we still follow up with a lot of these people still living a fulfilled life that they never thought was possible, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what they were going in for. That's, and 
the medicine has its own spiritual side to it, you know, and, and, and that was another beautiful thing for myself because I was an atheist. I didn't believe in a spiritual, uh, I didn't have a spiritual side to me anymore. And so that part was a little bit difficult at the beginning. I was getting, I was building a relationship and a, and a partnership with this medicine and, and the center that my partner and I were forming. And it was all based on the belief that there is God and there is this source, you know, connecting mm-hmm. to source. And, and so I had to, I had to be shown, you know, and, and I, and one, uh, I'll share the story I shared with you last night. And so I would love that. I'd be honored if you share that story. Yeah. I'll try to hold it together. You don't um, have to hold anything <laughs> together. And I know a lot of my listeners will know about yeah. this. So, so, uh, in 1992, um, when J- Jamie Quinn, which was my cousin, but you know, he was like a brother to me. He was my roommate at the time, um, was killed in a car accident. He, uh, you know, that, that trauma that I, I went through, you know, I, I never recognized. I was, a, I was a young kid. I was living on my own. My parents were living in BC, you know, uh, you, you, you try being tough through that kind of stuff. And you, you don't realize the actual trauma that, how that impacts you, you know, and when he, mm-hmm. when he passed away in that car accident, he was my roommate. So we got the phone call that morning. Um, I was the one that went to the hospital and identified his body first, you know, and, and, yeah, that trauma that I, I suffered through that was definitely a, a key factor to a lot of the, you know, a lot of the negative paths that I took in my life. And I recognized that through my, you know, my plant medicine journeys, but I just, I, I never knew how to cure it. And, and because I, or not cure it, but deal with it. I didn't know how to get closure, I guess. Is the yeah. word. On um, seeing one of your best friends, yeah, your cousin, was, you grew up with brother, him, like, your brother. Cold. It was like he, mm-hmm. you know, he spent more birthdays with us as a child than mm-hmm. with his own family. Like he's yeah. all, we were always, always interconnected uh, very deeply. So, anyways, when I, you know, when I was getting into this um, plant medicine sort of path or on this plant medicine path, that, that was one of my biggest things that I really knew that I needed to work on and really needed to have closure on. And so, I. Uh, you know, the first time I, I did my ceremony in Tofino, I remember thinking, oh, like, you know, it'd be really amazing if I got to see Jamie, it'd be really cool. And, and I didn't get to see him on that, on that experience. And so my second um, ceremony that I did, uh, you know, I, you always have like questions written down that you get because you'll, you kind of meet your soul face to face, ask your soul these questions. And it's really a beautiful thing. And again, that's how you get a lot of closure and a lot of, a lot of this out out of you is that you're actually looking at yourself, your soul, and, and your soul is answering these questions and on these guided meditation or guided journeys they're called. But anyways, so my second time I, I looked up into the universe and I was doing it outside and looking at stars. And, and I said, you know, I, I really want to see Jamie. Can I see Jamie? And I want to talk to you, Jamie. And, and still nothing. There was no connection. There was nothing. And, you know, and I had a really beautiful experience that time too. And, and, and that's when I started realizing as well with the medicine. That was my second time. And, and I've heard this from other people, like my partner, and like that worked extensively with it. And he just said, don't have any expectations when you do this medicine, because only the medicine knows what it's going to mm-hmm. do with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I've done it so many times now, and it's true. I've never had the same journey on once, never the same experience. It always, <laughs> if it wants to work on you on a physical level, he better be ready for it. If he wants to work on you <laughs> on a spiritual level, be ready for it. But yeah. don't don't think that you're going to be calling the shots because yeah. that's just ego, and that's what it's, it's totally ego. Person. Yeah, break your ego mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my third journey, I was you know my third experience, I was 
really, really feeling like I was building a beautiful relationship with this medicine. You know, at this point we were setting, starting our center um, and I was lying there and, and I just, it was looking up and I just, you know, I said, I want to see Jamie because I've had, I had a lot of other visionary experiences, you know, the first couple of times, like it's, it's, it's what happens is you close your eyes and this big screen, this big movie screen just opens up and it's just, there's so many visions and things going on and it can, mm -hmm. can get really lost in it sometimes. But uh, anyway, so I just said, I want to see Jamie. And then I kind of got frustrated and, and, you know, I looked up at the sky and I just said, why won't you let me talk to Jamie? Mm -hmm. and and there was this voice that was so loud and it was my voice mm -hmm. and it just yelled at me in my head and it said because you don't believe mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was just like wow I was like holy shit like mm -hmm. no kidding like why would you let me talk to somebody in the spiritual realm when I don't believe in that mm -hmm. and that was a huge that was like you know a, a right hook from the big guy up there just like yep. <laughs> You want to come up here, you need to start believing again. And, and mm -hmm. so it really, it really shifted my, my, my belief system just when that happened. It really made me realize like, wow, like I get it. Like, you know, I've been so shut off for so long that why would I be able to come up there? I, you know, no matter if I'm detox, I've done the detox, like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not just, you know, it's not the you're detox. still an ego. Here. yeah i'm still an ego exactly mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. not full i'm one foot in and one foot out kind of mm -hmm. you know and thinking that i should i deserve to have this beautiful experience but but yet not believe in it right yeah, yeah. and so it was my fifth my fifth journey uh that we we did a like a, a group ceremony for all of our staff members at our at our center um and we had a couple of providers that flew in from out of, out of the country and and um anyways and i was laying there and and uh, I, you know, he, he came and seen me and it was, it was like, you know, the, it, it was like, however long that was, 25 years of trauma was gone instantly. He came, I saw him in the vision. He came and I was like, Jamie. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, hey, Corey. And he gave me a big hug. And uh, he just said, he said, you know what, Corey? it's okay. You don't have to worry anymore. He's like, I'm good. I'm good. And I was like, oh. and I, <laughs> I just started bawling my eyes out laying on the floor. And like, yeah. you know, I just, and I woke up, well, I went through my ceremony that night and then, you know, when I slept and when I woke up, I haven't had any, any hard feelings about that situation in my life anymore. Like I actually finally got closure in it. I finally was able to see him in you know, apologize and, and, you know, what happened and like, and just see him and, and he, you know, when he hugged me and just said, I'm good, you don't have to worry anymore. Like, and you know, the crazy part was he wasn't Jamie, 18 year old Jamie. He was like a grown man. He was like this yeah. older man, Jamie. It was like yeah. really trippy. you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, it was. And know, could you feel his hug? Oh, 100%. You, you, really? you know, oh the, the experiences that you have when you work with this medicine is, you can go back and, you know, we talked a little bit about this last night. It's not just trauma that we suffer in our lifetimes. You know, we have this generational trauma that we all hold, the cellular trauma that we all hold that we don't really, a lot of people don't really understand. And, and the truth is like, we're holding trauma that our parents went through and our parents are holding trauma that their grandparents and their great, you know, it's, it all passes down. We don't, we didn't just get our parents' looks. We yeah. got all the baggage we got all along of it. with them. Yeah. 
And, you know, and, and so this medicine allows you to go so deep into yourself. And, and that's the beauty of a boga is it comes from a root of a tree in Africa. And it's sort of the analogy, like how it roots into the ground is how it roots into you. You're able to go into yourself and you're able to like, you're able to meet ancestors. You're able to go meet your grandparents, your great grandparents, people that passed away, people you've never met before that are, you know, great, great, great aunts and uncles and like, and, and talk to them and, mm-hmm. and apologize for, for, to them and, 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 and forgive them, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the other part is not just getting forgiveness for yourself, but forgiving people too. We hold a lot of trauma because of things that have been done to us in the past or have been done to say our parents, our grandparents and like, and when you apologize or when you say to somebody, it's okay, I forgive you. It's, it's just like, okay, it's done. I don't have to deal with that anymore. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Anymore. There's a lot like, of power in forgiveness. Done. 100%. It really is. And, and, you know, some, that was a lesson, another lesson that I learned is like forgiveness is it's key because mm-hmm. we, if we don't forgive, that's just another thing that we're holding on to that doesn't serve us. And that's the whole key of these plant medicines is, is shedding these layers that we've been holding for so long and that, that don't serve us that we don't need anymore, you know? And uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that's sort of the beginning stages. Um, What's the one, the other one? So a boga and then the one um, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Tell me about that one. Another amazing, beautiful plant medicine. Um, This one comes from Peru, South Mm -hmm. America. Um, So a lot of the tribesmen, tribes, people work that work with it down there, all the shamans, that's kind of their their medicine. And, uh, you know, there's iboga is considered the grandfather of all plant medicines. Ayahuasca is considered the grandmother of all plant medicines. There's a beautiful union that happens when you've done both of these medicines, because I would say the, the most powerful part of both of them is connection. Iboga helps you connect to yourself, connect to your, again, generational, you know, people like uh, your, family, soul. Back to your soul. soul. Yeah. And ayahuasca allows you to connect with the universe and God, the source. Mm-hmm. Like, so you get launched into the ether, into the universe, and you can talk to God. You can have direct conversations with, with God. And so those two medicines, when you think about that, are just, it, it, again, no wonder they're a grandfather and a grandmother, because that's exactly how our grandfathers and our grandmothers were with us, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, yeah, a, a beautiful union. And so um, I, there's an analogy that goes along with those two, Hiboga, again, the roots. So it kind of roots you down, makes you deal with inside yourself, like roots into you. And ayahuasca comes from a vine, which shoots you up. And so, so do you take them within the same ceremony, like within a couple of days or how does that work? No. Yeah. It's a totally two completely different, um, um, ceremonial sort of traditions that these follow. Okay. Iboga comes from Africa, yeah. which, so it's a, it's a, it's a deep rooted African, um, tribe that called the Buiti that, uh, discovered this mm-hmm. thousand thousands of years ago and ayahuasca is down south like i said south america so yeah when i say the union i just mean like you know when you're looking at finding perfect healing within yourself i highly recommend discovering both of these at some point in your life because you'll you'll realize the big difference in the both of them and what they're doing but when you bring them together it's like again it's it's just that perfect union of what you need in your life okay So that was just the first part of our discussion. I'm sure Corey and I could talk for days about this stuff. 
Come back this Thursday, June 23rd, to hear the conclusion of this episode. There's a story that Corey tells about a trip to Africa that you do not want to miss. There definitely was goosebumps on top of my goosebumps with this story. Holy smokes. I would love to hear your feedback on this interview. Head over to Facebook and like the Hard Beautiful Journey page and comment on this episode's post. Hearing your feedback means the world to me, as do your reviews. I have made a page on my website completely dedicated to leaving feedback for the podcast and how-to instructions for leaving a review. I honestly would be so honored if you would take time to leave me a review on Apple. When you do, it helps my show be put in front of a bigger audience and can help more people. Head to hardbeautifuljourney.com slash leave a review for more information. Thanks again for being here today and make sure you come back on Thursday for the conclusion of this episode. Until next time, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye. Oops. (laughs) Oh yeah. Sorry. Can't leave without plugging my coaching. So here you go. Are you struggling to connect with your brother or sister who has an addiction? Do you feel guilt, shame, anger, or even resentment towards them? Are you struggling to live a normal life because your thoughts are consumed with worry about losing your sibling? I know what it feels like to walk the addiction journey. Growing up, my brother was my best buddy, my partner in crime, my secret keeper, my ally. Seemingly overnight, he had a new best friend, his addiction. After a three-decade battle, I lost my brother. It was one of the hardest things I have ever been through, and there are extreme highs and extreme lows. But I have peace knowing I reconnected with him before he passed. Imagine if you could release guilt, find forgiveness, and stop feeling helpless. Imagine you could understand your sibling again, all while protecting your heart, and ultimately be able to love your brother or sister despite their addiction. Because truly, no one is too far gone to need love. That's why I created Reconnection Coaching, where I personally walk you through my three-step framework for rebuilding and maintaining a strong relationship with your sibling who is lost to addictions. You will be able to forgive yourself and your brother or sister for the stuff that led to your fractured relationship, the pain, mistrust, embarrassment, helplessness, and anger. You'll be able to move forward in love while protecting your peace. You will walk away with a reconnection plan where you can truly understand your sibling again and a newfound peace with your sibling's journey and a self-discovery toolkit to prioritize your life again, guilt-free. Knowing you're doing the best you can to love them with all that you are is all that they could ask for. So if you're ready to do the tough but necessary work to reconnect and rebuild your relationship with your sibling while also putting yourself first, I would love to help you. I am only taking five clients at a time and I have a few spots open. Go to hardbeautifuljourney.com. There is freedom from what you're feeling and hope in this journey.